These are the stories of the Two Brain family. Every week, we dive into the struggles and successes that go hand in hand with owning a business. As the stories unfold, take notes as we pick apart the tactics and strategies to help you navigate your very same struggles and successes that come with business ownership. Use these to help build your anti-fragile business. There we go. Josh Price, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you? Good. Setting us up. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to Two Brain Stories. Um, so I wanted to get, um, and eventually we'll have all the mentors on here, definitely, but definitely want to get you on here. Um, wanted you to give a little bit of background of who you are, the business you own, um, and then jump into the story for the day. Oh, all right. So yeah, I'm, uh, Josh Price. I own Loco CrossFit in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, I currently live in, uh, uh, Gulfport or close to Gulfport, Mississippi, in one of the little towns down here on the coast. Um, uh, through all the systems and everything that we've put in place in Two Brain, I was actually able to um, exit my gym and, and move, much like yourself. You've done the same thing recently as well, right? Yeah. I have. I have. So, uh, yeah. So, a little bit about me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, and it's. It's been a it's been a different transition. I mean, um, it's different from when when you leave your gym for even a week or a month. But um, leaving the the, the entire state, um, you've done that, and now I've done that, um, is definitely a lot different than uh, I think what most people would assume. So, um, it, unless you have a specific story you'd like to talk about, we could definitely jump into that transition and how that was for you. Yeah, I'm just going to keep moving my camera around because it's weird and I don't know where to look. Like, <laughs> don't Facebook worry about life. it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest um, stories and everything because it does take, you know, a lot of a lot of systems, a lot of process, a lot of uh, leadership and everything to do that, to be able to leave your gym. Um, you know, you, you really have to look at, you know, the culture – um, you know, the values and everything that you have, um, set up <clears throat> and then left behind for your people to follow, you know, that's really what they're buying into. They're buying into that message that, um, that mission more than anything else, you know, that's, okay. At some point, I think that that becomes more powerful than the person. You know, and, and I think that that is what you have to to teach them to, to believe in. You know, so like <clears throat> with our little bitty town outside of D.C., you know, our mission is really um, to change our clients, to change their families, and then to change our community. You know, and uh, that works because our community is – it's about 40,000 people, you know um, – but they like to think of themselves as a town, not really a suburb of DC, you know? So people buy into that. We have first Fridays, we have, you know, 4th of July parades and Halloween parades. So being part of that community, part of that culture, you know, and saying that that's our mission, we belong here. We don't belong in the beltway. We don't belong in, uh, uh, 
the Northern Virginia attitude or any of that, it gets the coaches bought in. It gets our clients bought in. Yeah, we're Leesburg. We're loco. Very nice. So that that has been that transition for you um, to kind of get the buy-in, not only, like you said, from the members, but from the coaches. Um, what, what was that transition like for you uh, being able to move so far away? I know, I know it wasn't, it's never easy. It wasn't easy for me. Um, but what was that process like for you? Um, so I made this joke before and everything you're kind of told me it's like the book, uh, clockwork when I boom the phone and I just need to set it down. <laughs> it's like, stop okay. it, stop it. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I could have wrote that book. You know, when he talks about the part where, you know, if you're trying to capture all your roles and tasks and everything, do it uh, interview style. But uh, it's exactly what I did. You know, uh, before I ever read read the book, I sat down and was like, OK, here's what I think your role is. They gave me what they think their role is. And then we fleshed out any differences and put it in the SOPs and put it out. And we did this uh, first with me and my GM um, and then with everybody in in the uh, the the company and then my GM went back and did it with everybody herself right after that to make sure that we really had it all dialed in and everything. Um, I think that capture piece was, was absolutely massive to make sure that, okay, all the, all the culture, all the values pieces are there, but now how we want systems, how we want processes to actually run is all captured as well. So that took time. Mm-hmm. Um, that took us, um, I want to say almost eight months of capture, rework, capture, rework, capture, rework until we finally decided to test it, which was in April of this year. Um, and I took the entire month off. Uh, I just stayed at home, worked at home, um, they didn't call me. They didn't do anything. Like it was handle all problems themselves, you know. And and I had to just be like, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Um, and then at the end of the month, we came back and we're like, okay, what didn't work, you know? And there was really, really just very, very few things uh, at that point. Um, I couldn't even tell you anything. There was just nothing significant that we really found. Um, then we basically decided, and and I do think that this was a smart decision is I basically went radio silent from, uh, I came back in May, but then in June, uh, basically I went radio silent and only talked to the GM and only talked to the head coach. Uh, pretty much from that point on, I've had, I would say basically no contact with anybody except for the GM and the head coach since that point. Okay. And, uh, and now you moving, I mean, um, does your, what are, what are the monthly things that, that your GM does? I mean, does she handle or he handle everything within the gym? Um, I mean, you're not handling anything or are you handling finances or is there any kind of play that you have within the gym? No, uh, I handle nothing now. Um, we typically meet, uh, we were meeting every single week, uh, for, uh, usually about an hour. And then in October, my GM told me that that was disruptive. (laughs) 
and she wanted to stop doing that because, um, yeah, I would give her too many ideas or too many things while she was still focusing on what she needed to focus on. So we'd switch that to uh, biweekly calls, mm-hmm. uh, usually an hour, you know, and, and really that's about it. And it's usually um, me telling them things that I've learned in two brains or on, on my calls or anything like that that I might want to get uh, implemented in the gym. And then uh, what we did there, and I think this is really smart too, is we don't try to implement anything right away because she's working on that. We schedule it. Okay, we're going to try to do that mm-hmm. in you know, quarter four in November or December or quarter two in at this point. And I think what that allows us to do as well is like it's not broke, but we still want to be growing, right? Mm-hmm. So it allows us to to also take the time and say, okay, we've got there, you know, do we really still need to do this thing? Is this still a good idea? And other things that we know are, are solid, like we're going to uh, rebuild our retention process in the first quarter. We know we're going to do that, you know, because mm-hmm. we want to refine, we want to uh, add some pieces uh, to that retention process. So like that, we know we're going to do, but other like, shiny objects that I see. And I'm like, of course we need to change our entire fundamentals package to $7,000 a month because everybody wants that, you know, or, (laughs) or whatever, you know, uh, then we say, okay, let's put that out here four or five months away and, and test then. Gotcha. What, uh, what has your feelings been in that transition? Um, and what I mean by that is, is more of that power transition because you're, I mean, you and me both, we entrusted our GMs to, I mean, run everything. Um, if they wanted to yeah. cook the books, they technically could. If, I mean, I don't think my GM even knows what that means. And I'm probably sure, I'm pretty sure yours doesn't either, but they yeah. could do those kinds of things with, without us even knowing, um, or doing things. I mean, it could be going awful there and they just yeah. are hiding that. Um, what's that, what's that kind of like for you? What's that struggle or that, that power balance for you? Like, yeah. So it goes back to values, you know, um, one of the things that I I talk about and everything is you can't do this until you have, you know, leaders and everything in your organization that are, you know, around level three leaders and everything. And, and, and I'm not talking about that in like Maxwellian, you know, John Maxwell Mm -hmm. type, it's kind of in my own mind. So in my mind, you know, it's task first. Can you do a task? Then can you be responsible for a task? Then can you make decisions? And then finally, can are can you be in charge of outcomes? You know, and you know, we're really talking about okay. They've earned the respect, the loyalty, my trust by moving through those through those pieces. You know. Mm-hmm. And if you're having struggles with your staff and everything, you need to look at that and say, okay, have they moved through those levels? Can they accomplish tasks? Can they then be responsible? You know, what's the difference there? Well, it, it, really, it's evaluations. At first, you know, you need to be on top of people daily, weekly, until they've earned the right to have three months or four months or a quarter or whatever, and then you evaluate them, and then. Um, decisions are not easy. You have to teach someone how to make decisions like you. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, so you, you've all seen my posts in the past where I'm like, this is how I make a decision. This is how I think about buying a a rower. This is how I think about a program. This is how I think about anything in, in my place. And the very first question 
is does this align with our values? Always. Does this align with our values? Right? And I look at Cynthia and I look at Keith and they align with my values. You know, and the values of the company, not just my values, but the values of the company, which we've now worked together to set. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's a huge piece too. This is about decision making. This is about outcomes. It's no longer just about me. It's about them and, and espousing these beliefs and going in this direction together. Right. So that's why I'm not afraid of that power shift. If I didn't have that person, there's no way I would have moved. There's no way I would have ever left, especially if all I had was uh, only task level leaders. No way. No way. You can't, <laughs> it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> my no, no. And I think that's perfect. Cause I, I agree with you 100% on that. If I, if I didn't have the, the key players, the GM and my head coach, and I mean, even my coaches, um, were not sitting in the right seats on the bus. There's no way I would be able to, to be able to do what I want to do and, and do what I do now, right. um, without having that ability. And I think that's yep. probably the biggest key takeaway though, is, I mean, if you're going to have trust, as you said, they got to align with not only your personal values, but of the values of the gym that you guys built so that everyone says, yeah, this is, this is how we make decisions. That's always the first stop is does it align with the vision of what, or the, the values of what yeah. the gym is? Yeah. Yeah. Values, vision, mission. Exactly. You know, exactly. in, in that order, values, vision, mission. All right. I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Um, thank you, Josh Price, for jumping on and uh, being able to share that story with your move and, and everything that you've done. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do. Drop a like to the episode, share with a friend, and if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on what you think. If you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, even better. See you guys later.